Well, hello and welcome to Growing Up with Papa. My name is Jason Ashley and I'm your host and Papa to about a dozen of the best kids in the world. We'll be tackling everything from bullfrogs to nursing home residents and talking about all the stuff that we've learned along the way. So if you're all grown up, then well, you know how important it is during the quiet, alone times in your life to be to be able to be happy with who you are and have a peace with decisions that you've made. And you might know how tough it is to live with shame and scars because, well, you didn't have somebody to help point you in the right direction. Well, it takes a lot of love and some heavy-duty, hands-on commitment to help point kids in the right direction. And we hope you get on board and enjoy this wild ride we call Growing Up with Papa. Before we get kicked off today, let's get a little update from the Raccoon Roundup from the Christ Temple Trappers. Now, yesterday... Isaac come up with a wood rat, and that'll give him 10 points, and that got him up to 70 points with the possum pack. The possum pack is stretching their lead out over the raccoon rounders with 680 points. Raccoon rounders, them old, them old guys that knows all about trapping, I think he's a little too busy. they still down around 215. Then John Cade, he catches a possum out there at his pawpaws, at Papa Posies, John K's possum at the Papa Posies, and that give him another fifty points. So John K's up to three hundred and thirty points. It puts the possum pack ahead seven hundred and thirty to two fifteen. And then oh, let's see, John K caught a red bird. This was yesterday. Give him uh three hundred and forty points. Easton 285, Isaac 70, Braylon 20, and Davey 5 for a total of 740 over the Raccoon Rounders. Tristan 135, Braden 100 for a total of 215. So now, John Cade has fooled around out there. His papa poses and caught another possum. And he's jumping out ahead. John Cade posey 390 points. Easton 285, Isaac 70, Braylon 20, Davey 5, a total of 790 points for the possum pack. The raccoon rounders are dragging around them professional guys who just ain't got time to trap 215 points. We still need some skunk skinners in the game, so you girls jump on board and help us out. All right, let's get going with today's episode. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen, growing up with Papa. We got Big John in the house. Hey, hey, up. Say what's up, John. What's up? John Cade Posey. John, what we got out of bed this morning. What did we have planned today? Squirrel hunting. Squirrel hunting. Brother Posey decided we was going to hit them hard and heavy. So we found a new spot, John, didn't we? Yes, sir. Got a new spot over, and, we, and it was kind of, it was fun. We had fun, John. You have fun? Yes, sir. I think we had fun, but it was kind of tough. We had a, it was a lot of water. The creeks was up. Sloughs was full. We we had to go around a lot of stuff, but we had a pretty good time. How many we killed, Johnny? Six. Six squirrels. Big John right there, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we do we do better sometimes. We really didn't hunt a long time, but we had fun. We, we 
figuring the terrain out. We went to a spot that was new to us. We caught some. So here's the here's the scenario. Uh, deer season has closed completely, archery and everything. And keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, these podcasts are delayed like two to three weeks. So when I say what time of the year it is or what month or what week, it's probably this is when we recorded it. So we're at the first week of February right now. It's probably come out about the end of February. But at the first week of February, we were uh, all the seasons are closed besides squirrel and rabbit. And so we called some of these hunting club members, called old Uncle Elton. He said, yeah, man, get over there and hunt them squirrels on our hunting club. Everybody's through hunting. Y'all just get over and get after it. So we put in, and Bebe hit the woods. We went down to the creek and followed that creek. Now, the creek is where all your hardwood is at. That's where all most of your squirrels are going to be. Everything else is pine plantation, where they come in and replanted it. And they had about some 20-year-old pines, but the squirrels was down in the hardwood. Baby tree right off the bat. What's the first one we killed, John? Was it the uh who killed the first one? I I don't I think you did. What was that one I shot and then it was hung up? Was that the first one? Yes, sir. You wouldn't see it good, John. You want me to scan him real good? Yeah. There he is. You see it? Yeah. Come over here, John. So here's what happened. Y'all listen to this. They think old Papa ain't got it no more, but here's what happened. Old baby was treed, and I had took some binoculars along, scanned the tree, found the squirrel. John couldn't. I was going to let him shoot. You just, what was it, John? You didn't see it? or No, no you shot it. You did shoot it. That's right. How many times did you shoot at it? Once. Once. Anyway, you come out of there, and he said, well, shoot it, Papa. So I rolled that dude out. See that brown spot on the side of that tree right, John? Where? See? All right, you see, that limb goes out that way, straight above it, in that little hole. See my ears? See, he's got his back to the creek. You know what I'm talking about? You want to look through the binoculars? Sure. You go off that tree trunk, you'll see right past that limb. That's low brass shells, that's all. I see. Got your eye on Yes, sir. Oh yeah, he rolled him out of there. Hung up in the vine. He's he gonna drop. He's down, we better go get him. No, he ain't fell. He's still in he's he's moving, John. You wanna shoot him? And it, the tree was leaning out over the creek, which we had been getting a lot of rain. The creek was up, the current was flowing, it was just gushing through there. The, the squirrel fell, fell, hitting the limbs and vines and hung up in the vines before it got to the creek, which might have been a good thing because it might have sunk. Sometimes they'll sink. So then we had to figure out how to get across the creek and shake the vine and get the squirrel out. So I cat squirreled across this tree, swung down on the we got new we got we've created our own verbs around here. I think last week, week before last week was a 
we you know yeah, it was last week we talked about the duck that Houdini'd. Well, I cat squirrel today. Got across the creek finally, but then getting back across because the way I got across was was getting a walking a log a tree that was still alive and then hanging and dropping about probably ten feet from the tree so i couldn't jump back up there and grab the tree so uh, we had to kind of figure out how to get back across but we got the squirrel and got over there to another spot and uh oh the last one we killed four or five she treed a few times it was hollow so here we was back on the main road fixing a fixing the collar quits and a great big old oak tree wasn't it john yes sir uh, man he's holding tight if he's up there You see him, John? Oh, yeah. Roll him out. You see him before? No, I don't see him. Is he way high? No, sir. He's in the store. He's on your side. Uh, how many squirrels was up that tree? I think it was three. Yeah, I think Brother Posey said he saw the third squirrel. We just finally give up trying to locate it. But somebody killed one. I think it was. You killed one, I killed one. Okay, you killed one. So I shot. I think I killed the first one, but it fell out, and it landed right on top of a big old limb that's just perfectly horizontal out from the tree and just boom, right on top of this limb. I'm talking about it's like a... 12, 14 inch diameter. So it's just landed right on top of this limb. And the limb actually wasn't even round on top. It had like a bowl, like a rotted out spot where it was just, it held the squirrel when it fell there, like a bowl. And it was like no way to get it. It's 25 probably feet, maybe 30 way up in this tree. It's the last limb before you get to the bottom, but it's still too far up there. We couldn't even like see it to shoot it. So what old Papa do, John? He climbed the tree. I saved the day again. What I climb it with? You remember? Um, a tree, a tree climb stand. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, a uh, uh, climbing stand. So we were right down by my father-in-law's house, and he was coming to pick us up to carry us back to the truck. I said, "Do you have an old climbing stand?" Now, that's kind of a thing of the past, but you can wrap it around a tree. It comes in two sections. You put your feet in one, your arms in the other one, and you can pick your feet up, lock it on a tree, stand up, pick up the top part, and just shimmy right on up the tree. Well, there just so happened there happened to be about a 10-inch oak right right beside the other huge oak. So I just latched on that dude, shimmied up there about 30 foot, reached over there and grabbed a squirrel, Come on back down. And I said that like it was easy. It was pretty tough for a papa, but I got up there and got back down. Come on home and then what, John? We skinned them. Skinned them dudes out. Got them ready for some gumbo. Probably fried. What do you think? Gonna fry them up? Oh, yes, sir. What's your favorite way to eat them? Fried. I like them fried. Now, sometimes you get them cat squirrels. It's so tough. You can't eat. I don't know what it is. You can fry them. But sometimes some of the young, I guess because they're old. Yes, sir. But if you put them in the crock pot. Oh, yeah. They'll come all to pieces. And I guess you can tell if they're tough whenever you're skinning them. I guess you ought to keep them separated and put them in the crock pot, huh? Yes, sir. Well, 
And then, oh, on the way out, here's here's kind of a deal. We come out, and down this old road, and 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 ladies and gentlemen, this is like miles down an old, just a gravel road, old house place back in there where my father-in-law lives. And there's an old, old barn, like from the 1800s, still standing. And beside the barns where we was kind of hanging out was where the old house place was at. The old, old, maybe even a log cabin type house. Uh, it's not there anymore, but you can see remnant. You can see uh, old sandstone, sand rocks that they pulled up out of the creek and was probably some of the blocks, the foundation blocks for that house. Uh, you could just see little pieces of broken pottery laying around. It kind of got us stirred up wanting to check out our Get our metal detectors out. Get them going. So the story, let me tell you this story. At the end of that road, way back in the back, is where a man named Doc Young lived, way back in the day. And here's the story. Let me tell you the story. Now, I might have to make this a hair and a biscuit. So here, ladies and gentlemen, hair and a biscuit. Whoa, Boots. When you hear that sound, that means it's time for hair and a biscuit. That's right. Just a little something you wasn't expecting that we're going to pull out and check out before we go any further. All right, get ready, Boots. Here we go. Hair and a biscuit. Once upon a time, a long, long time ago, deep in the hills of Catahoula Parish, lived a lone moonshiner named Doc Young. Now, there's still people in these parts, and I've talked to them. They can tell you that they tasted old Doc's brew and just how rough it was. But there's also another story that goes along with Doc Young's name. You see, one day, he walked up into the Catahoula Parish, Harrisonburg Bank, and he went to the counter, and he laid a gold bar on the counter. And he told the banker, he said, I want to know how much I can get for this. Well, the banker looked at it real close, and he said, where did you get this from? And Doc said, well, I'm not telling you. I just want to know how much I can get for it. And the banker seized it, pretty much told him, said, you can't have this. So I don't know if it was a, a treasure or what reason that the banker said that he wasn't going to give him a price or let him know how much he could have for the golden bar. He just continued on and wanted to know where he got that gold bar from. Well, Doc spun on his heels and walked out the door and said, you'll never find out. Well, story goes that the FBI and some of the government, some of the local officials went to spying on Doc and watching him real close, trying to figure out if he had a hidden treasure, and they looked and they watched, but they never did find Doc Young's stash of gold bars, and it's never been found to this day. So here's the Doc Young had maybe had some hid treasure in there somewhere. So we want to take the metal detector over there and see if we can dig up some of that Natchez gold treasure and but here's something that's intriguing to me. Kind of a legend in this area, an a, a, a apostolic Pentecostal hero preacher from in the back in the day was Preacher Cripps. 
And a lot of people that know anything about Pentecost have heard his name. He was one-legged. He had a peg leg. And he made his own legs. I think he whittled them out, I believe, and fashioned them. That's what I've heard. And there's lots of stories about this guy. And there's a lot of revivals, a lot of things happened. But at one point, he lived right in here in this area that we're talking about where we squirrel hunted. And an old guy that still lives in this part of the country, he told us about where that old house was. And this this house, Preacher Cripps used to have church in the house. He said it was like a dog trot house, separated left and right. He said on one side of the house they would have church, and the other side they lived in. And he remembers as a little boy, which might have been in the early 40s, or he's about probably... He's pumping 90. So when he was a little boy, he says he can remember going to this house. And uh, so we would like to find that old house place, too. So stay tuned. We're going we're gonna to be doing some metal detecting, some treasure hunting. We might find that old Natchez treasure and get rich. If, if the podcast just kind of goes off the air and we kind of disappear, we might have found that treasure and just went and hid somewhere. John, what would you do if you could find like a, a bazillion dollars in gold? I'd probably buy a um, four-wheeler and dirt bike. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know either. They'd probably want to take it from you, wouldn't you? The government would get most of it. Yes, sir. Probably. Well, so. not if you told them. Well, we have to keep it top secret. Yeah, that's another one of them top secret deals. Let's talk about while we were squirrel hunting. I went to this spot after I crossed the creek like a like a cat squirrel. Now, there was a spot I could cross at, but it was like briars so thick that I couldn't hardly get. I mean, I looked at it and said, I don't want to cross here because it's going to be tough getting back up around where they're at. So, Bebe's treed. Cade and John Cade is down there just shooting the, shooting the lights out. I'm talking about there. It sounds like a war going over. And I'm still trying to figure out how to get back across the creek, hunting a log, hunting first one thing or another. So, I finally just give up. I walked the creek one way and another way. And I said, I went right back to this same spot that was really thick on the other side, briars and um, and. Oh, what's them really tough briars? Uh, saw briars. Now, saw briar ain't your regular briar. It's one of them kind that'll cut your head off. And it was full of these saw briars. So I went ahead and crossed it and made my way through there. And I wound up just tearing my way through. And I, I could see a little opening where it would kind of get a little better. So I would ease that direction. It wasn't the way I needed to go. John Cade... And his daddy was to my left. Well, it seemed to be a little more open to my right. Well, I said, well, I could kind of go to the right, and maybe it'll open up and I can circle back around. But the more I went to the right and stayed where it was open, the further I got away from him. And Big John's over there shooting the tops of the trees out. What's she at? She's in the briars, ain't she? Well, I go, I was coming trying to get back across that creek. Finally found a place to cross and it was like in a real thick, full of briars. I crawled through them briars and I kept trying to crawl through them to get back over towards y'all. And the easy, the easy way out was away from y'all. 
So I stuck with it for a while and I kept getting further away from y'all. Finally, I just had to back my ears and just tear my way through the briars to go the right direction. It was tough, but I made it. That's what you got to pay sometimes to cross the creek. That's right, to get to where you need to be. So I finally just had to say, all right, I'm going to have to just... I might have to just tear my way through this and go what direction I know I'm supposed to be going. So I did. Whoa, 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 hold on there a minute, boots. When you hear that sound, that means we fixing to kick open the feed barrel and dig around a little bit. Because there's more in there than just horse feed. <laughs> Think about this concept with me. So I was in the middle of a thick, thick situation with briars that poked and hurt and scratched and and discomfort on every hand and it was hard for me to tell which direction to go with my natural eyes the way that looked right to me was actually leading me in the wrong direction if i hadn't been listening for the voice of my family i would have never would have never known which way to go Sometimes when we're, well, all the time, every time we're in a storm, when, when, when we're in a hardship, when we're in a, a, a battle, while we're in the midst of it, we're in the middle of it, we can't see what's right and what's wrong so many times. We just got to listen to the word of God and the direction from God and go the direction we know we're supposed to, even though it don't feel right and it don't look right. Because we're in the middle of a dense, hard situation. You know, there's two places in your climb, I guess, in this road of life, in our ladder towards heaven that we can see clearly. There's two places we can see everything clearly, and that's at the top and at the bottom. When we're at the bottom, when we're at the end of our rope, when we hit bottom and, and can't go any lower and we're just at, at the very end, and we went the wrong direction long enough that the next step is going to bring death and destruction, and then we can see what's right and what we should have done and, and what we should be doing. That's a good place to see from. Well, it's not a good place. That's the hard place to see from. But the good place, the easy place to see some from is when we climb over the discomforts and all the hardships, and we reach in faith for what we cannot see. God's lifting us higher, and we're climbing above the storm clouds, and we're getting up above the thick pathways to show what's, we see what's right and what's real and where we actually belong. And when we get above it in prayer and in following God, then we can look down and see the, the whole situation. But when we're in the middle of a hard time you can't tell which way to go that's when you got to listen to the word of god the preached word of god the 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 bible and what it says and to listen to god in prayer he's going to show you which way to go if you'll just listen and trust him and don't go by what you see and don't go by what you feel and don't go by what looks right when you're in a bad place just listen to the voice of god and for the ones that care for you. And I wound up getting a big gash on my neck. I got a scratch on my nose. 
but I come out the other side. That, that reminds me of a story. This can be a good hair in the biscuit story about a guy who got lost. I'll insert it right about here. The story goes like this. There was a man that went hunting in the Saline Swamp off of Highway 28, which I believe is the Dewey Mills Reserve now, which is a vast area of just a lot of woods and swamps and just a very easy place to get lost. Well, he was hunting in the area, and it got dark on him, and he thought he knew his way back to his truck, and he kept walking and kept walking, and he thought he might be lost, but he walked long enough that he come up on a set of tracks in the mud, and he said, well, somebody's been through here. And he kept walking, and he walked, and he walked, and he come upon the same set of tracks, but now he, there was two sets, and he was making the third set. And he realized that he was walking in a big, big circle. So he panicked, and he he had a high-dollar gun with a expensive scope, and he throwed it down and just just went to running through the woods blindly, through the sloughs, through the water, through the briars, through the thickets. He ran and ran and just in a panicked state for like six to eight hours, I think he was he was lost in those woods in a panicked state, just running, running. And finally he saw a, the headlights of a car in a distance and just ran towards that road. And the next car that come through, he knew he was going to stop this car no matter what. And he just threw himself in front of the car and it wound up being his wife who had been looking for him frantically. Her and lots of other people were in the woods looking and she was, when she saw him, she become really in a panic state because he was hardly recognizable. He was bleeding all over. He was dehydrated. He was suffering from hypothermia. He was in a terrible, terrible shape. And he saw her and he said, I just want to go home. She said, honey, these woods are full of people looking for you. So she let everybody know, and she carried him straight to the hospital where he spent several days recuperating in the hospital from being lost in the woods. Being lost is a terrible state. So we got about we got six good squirrels skin out. My mom's going to cook them up for us. Tell that story about um, where that squirrel my dad shot and it rubbed it to you. Oh, yeah. You tell it, John. I wasn't Sorry. even over there. I was still trying to cross the creek at this point. I was... I was pacing back and forth like a wild animal trying to find a place to jump the creek. So um, my, my, we laid a tree, and we was trying to find the squirrel. And we was about to go to my papa, like, and um, my dad looked up, and he seen that squirrel, and he was running. He said, there's that squirrel. So I looked back, and I didn't see it, and he shot, and it stopped, and just rubbed its head. And then I shot, and then it fell. Uh. So when your daddy shot, the squirrel just kind of stopped and rubbed his head. Yes, sir. Like, ah, oh, like mosquitoes is bad today or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I mean, what was he shooting? Like some, some like number nine light loads or something? I guess. Well, that's funny. But, John, you rolled him out? Yes, what gun are you shooting? At, uh, that 20 gauge. Oh, yeah, that's the one that uh, was donated to you, wasn't it, from Guy in Ark? Was that right, Argyle? Yes, sir. Out of... Uh, from Little Rock. From Little Rock, okay. Well, I thought he was connected um, 
to Brother Moats' church. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. You don't remember his name? No, sir. I don't even know the man. Anyway, he sent John a, uh, a what's the name of it? Charles Daly. Charles Daly, 20-gauge pump. A good-looking little gun. It's kind of a youth model, and he can shoot it like you know nobody's business. Thanks a lot. It's nice, ain't it? Yes, sir. Trying to get back to John, pulling the trigger on that on that John Daly. What was it? Charles Daly. Yes, sir. The shotgun. I come to one spot, and I almost tried it. It was a spot that I felt like I could probably jump. The bank was higher on my side. It was lower on the other side. And it was about uh, eight foot across. I'm like, if I take a running start, I might could do this, but I'd probably pay for it if I did. So then I said, well, I can find me a pogo stick, like one of those pole vaulting deals, and just stick it in the water and just, you know, kind of jump and use my stick as leverage. I found a good stick, and I almost tried it, but I just – Figured that stick would break by the time I got in the middle of that creek. So I give up. That's when I went back to the old sawbriar patch. Got skin up like a tongue ox, whatever a tongue ox is. So uh, we had a pretty good day today. Yes, sir. It was fun. We had a fun day. Fun day with Bay and Papa and Brother Posey, Big John on the on the Charles Daly 20 gauge I'm going to do some I don't know if I'm going to use that same 20 gauge but I'm going to use a different 20 gauge tomorrow well I, ain't even, I think I'm going to use a 12 gauge I ain't got no bullets steel bullets yeah, I, uh, oh, oh yeah we got a duck hunt plan it's youth season tomorrow right yes we're sir we're probably going to start another podcast right here with brother with Tristan he's he's in the house and we're going to talk about that we don't want to use all our time but Tell us what kind of other gun you got there, John, at 20-gauge. It's a um, Weatherby 20-gauge automatic. Oh, that's a nice machine there, boys. Where did you get that thing from? Um, That place by um the warehouse. Oh, yeah. Little Carl yes, sir. Smith's uh, Blade and Barrel. Blade and Barrel. Blade and Barrel. A lot of guns been bought from Blade and Barrel in Gina, Louisiana. So... We got another big day planned tomorrow, so we're going to hit it hard and heavy. We walked a lot of miles, had a lot of fun, made some plans, seen how we're going to do it again. You ready to do it again, Big John? Yes, sir. Let's try it again tomorrow. All right. Let's get out of this rat hole, rubber bandit. All right. Here we go. Here we go. All right. You heard the man, boots. Come on. All right. Come on. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Now, what kind of gun did that boy say he had? Uh, 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 Jim Daly? Uh, no. Uh, Katie Daly? No. That's a song. Come on down the mountain, Katie Daly. That wasn't him. That was John. John Daly? No, he was gone. Was it a, uh, uh, Jim James? Chuck Charles Daly. That's right. Yeah, I want to see that boy shoot that gun. That boy out there. Thank <laughs> you.